Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Northside Connection, welcome to Ryan and JT's Excellent Wrestling Adventure here on the Northside Connection. You can find the simulcast both audio and video, video on our YouTube channel. If you're watching, hello, like and subscribe for us. Of course, also available on any audio uh, podcast application by searching Northside Connection. You can get majority of our shows are simulcast, but we do have some exclusives. So subscribe to both and you won't miss a thing. Ryan, how are you? I'm well, Justin. What's going on? Not too much, um, but we are uh, on episode eight of this journey, and uh, season one, what we've been doing is premiere episodes of popular wrestling programming. We've kind of run the gamut across eras, and tonight we're going to be in a very familiar one, uh, but we get three more episodes left of the season, so we wanted to get a couple heavy hitters squeezed in here toward the back end before we switch things up for season two. Uh, so tonight we welcome in my co-host on the Wrestling Warzone podcast that comes at you every other Monday on Northside Connection, both video and audio, and that is the one and only, as ever, Chad Campbell. Chad, how are you? I'm well, Justin. How are you? Yeah. Hey, don't steal my gimmick. Monotone. Maybe we'll find a little energy. Um, but uh, what we're watching tonight, we uh, I don't I don't know, Chad, if this would be something synonymous with your name when you when you think, oh, we're gonna have Chad on and watch him classic wrestling right you probably think we'd go maybe a little crockett or uh mid 90s wcw something like that but um the reason we're doing this is because this is the era of wrestling that you and i are covering right now on wrestle warzone we're like weeks around this right and that is the premiere of shotgun saturday night from january 4th 1997 so we we're just past this uh on wrestling warzone probably by the time this is out we're at the very end of january into early february somewhere around there right yeah, it's a it's an interesting time frame. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of synonymous show, so we can get into it. But one I didn't watch much when it was going on because I was still ten years old. So we'll get to that. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I think Shotgun's got some lore to it. The early days. I mean, I this is obviously done uh, as we'll see in a bar, and but I think it's only six or seven that they kept that original gimmick for before they yeah. switched to the arena. Before you know what they were taping before Raw. And uh, they still have stuff happen. Like, if you were to kind of watch all these, I think throughout much of 97, um, (laughs) you're going to uh, see, like, things develop and and occur. I think, you know, by the year it goes on, it kind of tapers off a little bit. But, um, all right, so why don't we dive in? We're watching on YouTube. uh, If you want to follow along and just search Shotgun Saturday Night, January 4th, 1997. It's about 46 minutes long. 
If you're just watching along with us on YouTube, you look to the sky, you might just find something as well. So I'm going to head and count us in, and we'll get going in three, two, one, go. So we get the classic little open here, Chad, that we've seen a million times. Yeah, the thunder and lightning. Yes. So this is, I mean, we start hot with Backland yelling at fans. <laughs> Nothing says a hit new TV show like your champion from 1978. Late night, late night yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, I never remember the excitement when they announced this. It was like kind of cool, but it was syndicated, which was interesting. Um, so it wasn't just like on whatever USA at 11 o'clock on Saturdays. It was all over the place. So I remember I actually didn't even have access. I, I think we've talked about this before. And I don't even know what show, but. How we have multiple Fox networks. Uh, we had multiple Fox networks over the air during this time. So like in Fox Providence, it wasn't on. Fox Boston carried it. Uh, so if I went north to my cousins, you know, like 10 minutes down the road, they had Fox 25. So I was able to watch it. Um, so I actually saw this premiere. I happened to be sleeping over their house the night of the premiere. And I remember staying up to watch. It. I slept on the couch. Um, and then I didn't get to see any of the other ones. My my buddy Jim taped them because he had Fox 25 once he realized he could watch it. So I definitely, I, this is one I watched live at whatever it was, 11 p.m. And I was definitely like, what is going on? Because it's a pretty big culture shock to what else they had going on at this time. Yeah. Now, how long did that pattern last of you watching them every week? Tape from your buddy Jim. Well, so he, he taped, I have the tape still in my closet. It's the whole initial run of the bars um i think we stopped once they left that setting because they weren't as unique anymore but so i watched this one live he taped them all and then he made me a copy so i i do have a copy of it um of all the bar episodes and i mean to me the big draw was obviously sunny (laughs) this is like vince one night like drunk like sitting by the pool at his house, being like, I should host a late night show with Sonny yeah. in a sexed up bar situation. And like, this is like his dream scenario. No, right nothing there. screams midlife crisis like the oh, image yeah. you're seeing right now. This is uh, we're living the glory days. I watched uh, Cornette's 97 timeline on kayfabe commentaries, and he talked about how much Vince loved. You know, this whole concept, it's in New York, you know, it's live. It it was, it was his dream here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's actually a cool concept. It's a, a, I don't say ahead, I think a little ahead of their time. And I think it's one of the few things they didn't really rip off like during this time. Like ECW obviously was in like dingy arenas and stuff, but they weren't running bars live on Saturdays. Like, I think this was actually a pretty unique concept for them. Um, it's kind of disappointing that they pull the plug so quickly on it because I do think there's potential within it, especially during as the attitude era was growing. Like, I mean, the production cost couldn't have been that heavy. Well, and Cornette talks about from a production standpoint, like they hated going into the city. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of low morale on the show in of itself. So, and then you're pulling your top stars away from the house shows, money on that end too, potentially. So the openers, the Godwins against the Sisters of Love. Yes. Uh, they were originally announced as the Flying Nuns and then changed the Sisters of Love. Uh, it's obviously the Headbangers. But the Headbangers, had had they been on TV yet as the Headbangers? No, right? I'm no, sure. I don't think so. All right. So they do this for a couple of weeks and then the Headbangers within. Who manages them? Brother Love was the Sisters oh. of Love manager for a couple of weeks. 
Oh. It's uh, Angelica, and what's the other one's name? Mother Smucker. That's right, Mother Smucker. <laughs> of course. Because Thrasher's been a jobber forever on WWE TV. As yeah. uh, Ruth. Glenn Ruth, yeah. Glenn Ruth. Yeah, they have been around, right, one way or another. Great place to be, podcast interview, Glenn Ruth. <laughs> Most random ones, I think we did. <laughs> nice guy. Now, this is a cool setting, though. I think it looks awesome. It's like, I mean, it's indie vibes or whatever, but like, I don't know. They it's have very, it's very like 97 kind of coming out of the grunge, mm-hmm. you know, alternative here. Like, it's it's definitely themed for the time. Yeah. It feels a little early even for them here. Like, this seems like something they would do in like 98. 99 more than like early 97 product wise i mean you and i are watching on warzone like they're still doing canned raws like yeah. antiseptic buildings like i mean they're mixing in some of the tough man fights and stuff like that in austin but it feels like this is something that you would have expected maybe later like post wrestlemania for them all right like that <laughs> what is that <laughs> it's i mean this couldn't have lasted because they were at WrestleMania 13 with a headbanger. I think it's like legit, like a couple weeks. I, I don't think this might actually be their only appearance on the gimmick. What do they do? Uh, I know they game? have at least one more. Yeah. Is but, Brother Love out there? I thought he was. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the favorite. vignette where he was with them or something. I don't see him out there. Maybe rumor and you know. He, no, he was definitely with them at some point. They did like a vignette or a promo where they were standing outside and like he was with them, I thought. Before somebody yells, I guess they have appeared on Superstars before. As that. the headbangers or as the sisters? It says headbangers on Cage Man. I thought they were. That, that's why I had asked. I thought they did in December. And then they did this and then they go right back to the headbangers. Because they were the spiders. Yep. In September or Dece- uh, October, it would have aired. And then, yeah, Headbangers in December on Superstars. And let me just peruse and see how much is the flying nuns. Are it's not, I don't think it's a time. Maybe this now. was a concept for this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, Hillbilly Jim here. They say the next week, though, they're the Headbangers. I don't think so. I, I want to think they're still the nuns the next week. On It might have been both because I, I think they were going to have them do both, and then they just pulled the plug on the nuns. It's a terrible week. They're definitely the Headbangers by, like, February. So Yeah. I, I thought they were on Superstars at least once because I remember when they were on as these guys, like, I knew them. I was like, wait a minute. They had just been on. I mean, we don't see them on Raw till mid-February. Face the Hardy Boys, right? Yeah, they do some superstar yeah. stuff. But I mean, they're in a big match at Mania, so they ramp them up pretty quick. Who is that? M versus Philip Lafon. But it's for the number one contender. It's for like a title shot. Like that's a pretty big at the next pay per view. Uh, Who's the no, isn't it the one on? Um, it's the Raw one. It's two weeks later on Raw when they fight Bulldog and Owen. It's the one where Bulldog and Owen oh. reunite. That's the match. The Headbangers win at Mania, and then two weeks later, there's, the there's Brother Love. Yeah, I thought he was out there. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love you. <laughs> they tried to bring him back a couple times. Was it late 95 we saw him chat on Raw? Yeah, he's he was... a mess, man. Like, yeah. 
1992, I'm watching him in the dying days of Global as the expert Bruce Pritchard, and holy shit, like he's like a. It's Piper. Bobby. Doesn't he do like the Piper? No, that's that's Tom. Uh, he's doing like a Bobby Heenan slash Jim Cornette fusion, and it is it is bad. Just Barry Horowitz is his big charge. So, <laughs> like I remember watching Global growing up. And thought I thought it was Piper when it was Tom doing the commentary, like in ninety. That was probably later, right? Well, when does Global end? Uh, end of nine around ninety two. Yeah. 92. All right, so maybe it was actually early. I don't know. Whenever Tom was on, I remember watching it on ESPN and thinking it was it was Piper. Yeah, it sounded just like him. Yeah, that was probably like ninety one. What do you think of this Pettengill look? Is it high for you? The the buzz cut <laughs> with the goatee. <laughs> Also very 90s. Um, shock jock. How much longer is Pettengill here? He leaves in like, he's later than you think. It's like September 97 because he's there when Cole debuts because he says, hey, this guy looks like me or something when he sends it to Cole. But I want to say, because he's at SummerSlam, I'm pretty sure he does the um, the key segment with the back, or he interviews the New Jersey. New Jersey right? mayor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. uh Christy Todd Webman. He's um yeah, he's there, and I want to say it's like over the next month, he's like his final month. Like Cole kind of takes his spot. But there's definitely one funny bit. I don't know if it's on pay-per-view or free for all or something where he goes, Hey, this guy looks like me. <laughs> Michael Cole. Todd's pretty likable. These uh nuns costumes are one step away from Mr. Hughes and being <laughs> gotta be the most uncomfortable thing to wrestle in. It's yeah. a lot. Especially that that club, I know it's January, but that club had to be hot a little bit. There's a lot of people, the lights jammed in there. You think Pritchard pitched this idea? <laughs> this feels like a cornet idea. Yeah, this this definitely feels pretty cornet. But it's a long I I don't know if we needed to go this long to kick off the shotgun. No. They were about seven minutes deep. I mean, it's like this is, is like a microcosm of this whole era. We've been going through, Chad. Like, <clears throat> they have a cool idea, and it's like cutting edge. It's different. It looks unique. And then you boil it down, and like they bring the pig farmers out to wrestle his faces in New York City at the bar. Like, <laughs> like give us Austin out of the gate. Like, give us something yeah. cool, you know? Yeah, you could have like Austin and Funk, the brawl they do a couple weeks later. Like, that would have started. That would right. have been like out with the old, but in with the new, but at least funk, you know. But even if it's not funk, do Austin yeah. and, and Mankind like brawling through there or Vader oh, or something. Like any, like that had to be someone, but like give us like your cool stars, not two, you know, nuns and then like the pig farmers that have not been cool ever, like in the bar. Like this is supposed to be like, you know, like cool New York City. I know they do Ahmed later. Maybe they could have done that early. Like, like give us something. It seems like, interesting, like, if you're a patron here. Because, right. like, what's the logistics looking like for this? Because they only taped, like, they're live. So you got 45 minutes of action you're seeing. Action. And, right. And then, like, so you, I mean, New York City's not, as we learned with WrestleMania 29 and the two-hour bus ride from <laughs> Hackensack or wherever, it's not exactly... A place you can just kind of roll into quickly. And... No, it's probably just a lot of locals that were either oh, wrestling fans I... in New York or at the bar. Some were probably just at the bar hanging out. Yeah, like... that's just, I wonder how many like uh, 
Or do you think it was closed to like for the show only? Like they just let it. I wonder because I mean they got like the. I mean, it looks like they at least set up the stair or chairs or something, mm-hmm. um, where they probably have like stage if they have bands or whatever. But right, um, I don't know. It just seems like a weird kind of a weird. Um, seems like a lot to ask to say like, "Hey, I'm going to the middle of New York City." Or, you know, even if you're local, it's like to, right. for your night to roll out for this. Well, they do one that's not even at a bar at the end, right? Isn't it like at Penn Station or whatever? Yeah, well, there's the, the one I know with Undertaker coming up the escalator. Yeah, having to do Triple H on the escalator or whatever. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. Anything's like we're seeing how antiseptic and bland they were. Like any of this stuff is at least different and cool. I mean, <laughs> think of some of the Raws and shit we've been watching in 96. Like at least they're doing stuff. There you go, brother. Love pays off. Hits Phineas with the uh, the Bible. <laughs> there we go. Well, that was that was a match. Ten minutes. Yeah, that's a long opener. Was, like, that's was, a lot to ask at eleven o'clock at night. It was giving a little too much time. And you think you would start off harder, being so late at night too? Right. Well, I mean, there's a reason. You know, science main event used to start with the main event, right? <laughs> like, yeah. one of the best, you know, biggest stars. All energy and it dissipate. Wow. So, how, like, a hymnal or what? What is. Oh, boy. Like, I mean, I guess they thought enough of this to think, let's have. Brother Love, like, cut a promo. So, then, like, I guess at this point, maybe they're still thinking they may run with this gimmick. Yeah, they may have just thought it was so, like, alternative that yeah. it would. Ugh. And I don't mind. Virginal. I said they're virginal. <laughs> the bodies have never been touched by human hands, according to Brother Love. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get the Brother Love action figure. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, Mother they're trying to be, like, fucker. cool and, like, sexy and stuff. So, like, that's what they're going for. Like, they're trying to be edgy, right? Brother Love's out there talking about being virgin. Like, but you got this fat fuck in a red face, like, playing a preacher <laughs> with two guys dressed as nuns. Like, it's the opposite of, like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just. Like, well, think about Sister it. Sister Angelica, Mother Smucker, he just named them officially. Sisters of Love. You think so maybe Corey... they were the flying nuns coming into the match, and now he calls them sisters of love. Maybe that's what it is. He christened them with a new name. Yeah, he's calling out Bologna. Oh, looks like he's challenging the <laughs> champs here. So if I recall correctly now, it's kind of more coming back to me. I feel like next week they open with them in front of like a church praying with him or something. But then I think the headbangers do wrestle as the headbangers on the show. It's okay. something weird like that, and then that's it. They do like some odd. I don't know. It's it's something like they do something weird like that. They where they're like, there's definitely a vignette at some point where they're in, like in front of a church or something, and he's yeah. Brother Love is like ranting about them. How many bad gimmicks has Chaz been a part of? He's, <laughs> he's got to be up lot. there, right? Like, yeah. It's... Depends how you count low down. Beaver cleavage. <laughs> yeah, Beaver cleavage is bad, and then the wife beater. The uh, what was the tag with uh, D'Lo? That was low down. 
lowdown. Well, then it was okay when it started, but then they put him with uh, what's his name? Tiger Ali Singh. Tiger Ali Singh, mm-hmm. and they get kicked out of the, they were locked out of the Rumble. There you go. Still got the Holiday Hell tour ongoing. Yeah, and they're on the West Coast, so these people are really. If you're working those shows, you're a long way away from where they did. Well, maybe that's why we don't have any real big like names on this one, besides a couple. There's a love. Yeah, now they're making their way to Texas. You know, hop on, hop on the tour. Oh, there we go, Goldust. Jesus, or the VIP. Rock rocks in the VIP. Hey, you Rocky. How you doing? There's Goldust. Goldust and Marlena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's Backlund. It's exposure. <laughs> it's exposure, ma'am. The fucking sunglasses. Uh-huh. Back, Backlund coming up as a... What did he say that one time? He's like, I can't hear you because I'm wearing sunglasses. Yeah, no, I, you, I, I, I can't hear you without my glasses on or whatever. <laughs> so cool, <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> Late 96 Backlund's like one of my favorite characters it's of all time. Easily. This to... Easily. It's so iconic. to manage the Sultan right after this. I think it's in this, I, on the show, doesn't he? Isn't this the gold? Yeah, yeah, he's about, yeah, yeah. He's about to. You're you're about to see a uh, very a, famous a, moment, a great great backland uh, <laughs> iconic moment here in about 15 minutes. Based the All Star Cafe. I'm guessing it's not around anymore. Oh no! Did you ever go to that All Star Cafe? No. Yeah, I had one of those in Atlanta. No, I don't think it, I ever went. It was like um, it was. It tried to be like a Planet Hollywood, but for sports. Oh, so they're not really like in a bar. They're more like in that, like a. It's a bar, but well, it's I don't more think like they're a, there though. They're not. Oh, oh. that one. I think they're just. Is that next week? Maybe they were. Maybe. Saying. Yeah, yeah. I think they were there one time. Let me see where they're actually at. I kind of like how we're not getting like entrances or anything. It's like in the I match. Like that makes that. it feel a little more. Wham bam, let's go. Yeah, like a little more grimy. Like we're not doing like old overproduced entrances. And yeah, everything. they're at the Mirage nightclub tonight. Okay, All Star must be next week. Some point in here, Sonny promotes the sex tape for next week, and yep. I remember like demanding Jim record this episode for me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm like we need the Sonny sex tape. Whatever oh, you yeah, do, Justin. whatever you do, you need to record this for me. I don't Find know. A way to get the the Mirage nightclub is still with us, so that's I'm guessing not. I think I turned into Rick's cabaret. Yes. Well, the sports one next door, whatever that was. Let me see if. Yeah, the next episode's at the All Star Cafe. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, but that it was actually a pretty cool place. With, like I said, it was like playing Hollywood, but it was for sports. Went there a couple times. Actually, uh, one time I went to the Hawks game, and as we were parking for the Hawks game. We saw, this was probably 97, we saw Kevin Sullivan, like, hightailing it to his car after work. Like, he was probably at a booking meeting or something, but he was, like, in his, you know, in his work clothes. 
And we like yelled out at him, hey, Kevin. He's like, hey, how you doing? And his boss next said, like, what's this car? And then we went to the All-Star Cafe. Um, and we we're supposed to go to the Hawks game. Shaquille, it was versus uh, the Magic because uh, Shaquille O'Neal, like, my dad got tickets. We were real excited. My mom got sick at the All-Star Cafe. We ended up having to miss the game. Oh, that sucks. Tragic night. Tragic Should have left her at the cafe. We'll come back in three hours. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough, rough, rough day. Rough, rough fish tacos? I don't know. <laughs> Just remember that. I was crushed. And my brother, who didn't care about sports, was ecstatic that he didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to go to the game. Yeah. This, um, and we've been pretty down on Goldust. I feel like this is like the most aggressive we've seen him in a while. Like, he's actually, <laughs> he started pretty hot in this match. Like, yeah. <clears throat> but again, I know they're working, they're doing like a, an angle. So I'll let this one slide. But it's like, We've had the Godwins, the Sisters of Love, Goldust, and the Sultan so far. I mean, Goldust in context is a star, but we we haven't had any big names for this premiere. I, I you know, Ryan, one trend we've seen through all of these, right? Every premiere episode has had like a big name involved. We haven't. Maybe it was one to come. We'll see. But like, we haven't really had like a star show up yet to sell this concept. Maybe they were banking on the unique presentation and look to do that but this yeah. definitely seems to veer off and we've watched all wf so far so it's like that's been the one consistent theme is they've always kind of rolled the red carpet out on the premieres with like some big stars i, I kind of can't get over coldness in the stands and then they panned to him and now he's in the ring and that yeah. was their presentation of a match or work their way of working around knowing well and this is their like they're in the phase of trying to present Goldust as like just not how he had been presented all the time, right? They're trying to make him a little bit more um, aggressive and whatever. Mm -hmm. Less mind games. So maybe that's why they thought it was a fit for this setting. Like, oh, like Goldust is kind of more like a badass now, I guess. I don't know. Like they were trying to present it that way. What we got going on here? (laughs) More backwards. They got Todd really in like the man on the sidelines role here, so he's like cutting in all through the match. On like Sonny and Vince are calling the action, but he's like constantly interjecting from ring like with his microphone. There we go, back Backlund screaming at them in the booth. Oh god, what a mess! Backlund losing it, Todd yelling, Vince oogling at Sonny. I mean, what a! But you got to think like they did this for a reason with Sonny. And that's it's mind-boggling to me that throughout '97 she becomes such a side character, mm-hmm. and like I don't get why they didn't have her in the booth doing stuff. Like, I mean, she can. We know we've talked about this. She can talk. Like she knows her shit. She's obviously good looking. Like it seems like she would have been a natural for them to just run out there as a third person in the booth, or even doing some of these other shows, because they've tried it multiple times. Like she co-hosts Livewire. Um, you know, she does this so. I don't know why they never committed to it. Because 97, we'll see each other. Like, it's crazy to think because she hasn't been around that long. She's already done. Like, her peak is over um, as far as, like, a character in our world that we're doing on Wrestle Warzone. Like, she doesn't do much at all in 97. And then she's with LOD in 98. And, like, that's it. Sultan nerve hold is... <laughs> yeah. How long of a gap before she comes back for LOD again? Or LOD again? Well, she's on throughout '97, but just doing like, like, like Vanna White type shit. Yeah, like she, 
or, or she shows up, does like oh, yeah. random segments. She does ring announcing. She's like, just like kind of a, like a, I don't call it character, but like, whatever. I'm trying to think of the word, but like a um, mascot almost, like they use her. And then I think she takes a little time off in early 98 and then shows up at Mania with the LOD and she's with them for like a few months and then she's done. Because she's in ECW. Like where we are in Extreme Three Way Dance, we're watching. Like she's pretty much signed up now. More to like be on more. Yeah, it's like probably May June. So I think she. I don't think LOD lasts long for her. I think it's like a couple months. And then her and Candido are in WCW by what? Like when do they go? Ninety nine. Early. Early mid ninety nine. I think it's like uh, May June ish. Yeah. Yeah, this match is kind of uninspiring. Wow, I don't get it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they're trying to do a little bit of brawling here, but like if if you're watching this, you're staying up to eleven to watch this. You're like, okay, it's cool looking, but it's just more like boring shit. And like if you go to the bar to watch this, you're like, okay, what am I, what am I watching here? Yeah, it's pretty dark and gloomy too on the TV. I wonder if like inside the bar they could hear Todd at least, probably right all through the match. Yeah, I mean, well, look how close like Vince and Sonny are. Right, they could probably hear, hear them yelling right too. Right there, yeah. I mean, the crowd is lively. I'll give them Three that. Feet from the ring, and they're probably hammered. But I mean, it's a prototype. Like you know, we go to a bunch of GCW shit, right? I mean, this is kind of like the setting for that, right? It's like this, you this know, like the one we saw Ryan in Providence, right? It was like yeah. in a in a bar. I mean, this is like basically the same setup. This is beyond wrestling uncharted territory. Yeah, uh, open, wrestling open every Thursday night now. Just without Backlund. <laughs> Sydney Bacabala does a good job. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was going to say, like Sydney running around out there. <laughs> or that, who was the guy we saw at, uh, who was the old guy? Um, the the FDR guy? show. Huh? Yeah. Like the farmer guy or whatever? No, what was the guy's name? The um, he was like oh. the owner or whatever of that promotion. Remember, he got his ass kicked in the match. Oh, he was like their Vince, brutal Bob Evans. No, it wasn't brutal Bob. It, um, the show we saw with FDR and Bret Hart. Remember, it was like uh, they had like a street fight with the owner. Oh, T A. Uh, yeah, it was T A something or Mister T A or something like that. Mister uh, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the guy took a shit kicking for no reason. <laughs> Better than this match. Yeah, I mean the only thing keeping this going is like the crowd is like kind of kind of with them. So God bless them. Even the Goldust hope spots are kind of. Yeah. I mean, Sultan is such a. Like, there we go. I think such I a think nothing we, character. We get, we get the finish. Here. There it is. Yeah. Yep. I never remember watching this to be like, what the fuck is going oh, on yeah. during this? And so this is great. Name <laughs> back on reaction really sells it. It's an all timer. There we go. Marlena takes the top down. Tits out. Backlund. Don't look at that! <laughs> he puts the jacket over. <laughs> I like how he puts it over Sultan's head, not over yeah. Marlena. Then, uh, then he, when he takes the bumps, the best. Like, look at him. Like, oh my god. Classic. <laughs> I already got my MVP of the show. Sonny's not thrilled on commentary either so she's kind of like, jealous jealous of marlena yeah, taking them yeah. out that's i think it's right after this where she says she's gonna do her sex take i saw uh, um 
I think I saw like a still picture of the other side. Like, yeah, I remember she had like was it like yeah. pasties on or whatever. Yeah, she's wearing pasties. So they actually um, they like put that picture in. It was like on uh, I want to say Wow magazine when yeah. it came out or something like that. I remember seeing it for sure. I think yeah. I saw it online at the time. Yeah, so yeah, disgusted. This is kind of where they start to sexualize Marlena more. Like she was always presented more as like. Not to say classy, but like throughout '96 was more, yeah, evening gown and less like kind of sexualized smoking. Yeah, yeah. would just like blow the smoke. Look at look at Vince. Like, well, you know, I liked it. <laughs> He's not a perfect. Yeah, throughout '97 is where they put the more on par. Sunny Sable Marlena is like more like sex symbols as it goes, especially when he gets later in the Pillman and all that. I love how they tried to do like the Saturday Night Live, you know, showing the Empire State Building kind of that <laughs> graphic. Or yeah. I kind of like this though, with the like the VIP, like think of the midgets in there, <laughs> like all, all these guys partying, yeah, going crawling around. It's like a uh, Uncle Elmer's wedding. On yeah, Earth. that's the vibe it gets. There we go, get the replay. God, Backlund is amazing here. But it's, I love the jacket over Sultan's face. <laughs> you can't look at that. <laughs> Salt is too pure. Study. Still disgusting. Like, yeah, and then when they did the close-up, just old Bob. Yeah, Sonny pissed at Marlena. Oh, yeah. Stole her solar heat. Here we go. Yeah. That's the big announcement. So when they do the fondle me Elmo, it's Todd, they said, right, in the suit? Isn't that what it... <laughs> Have you seen that? What? I'm pretty sure it's Todd that does the oh, Elmo. Oh god! I remember Man, rumors of the time dying was that it was... to do that. Yeah, well, rumors of the time was that it was Candido, um, but oh. I'm pretty sure it's Pat Gill that does it. Oh my lord! Look at Vince using the button-down shirt. <laughs> wait, wait a minute! That this I was trying to think. It was like were sex tapes big? I guess just Pam. Anderson, oh yeah, you know, right? this is after Anderson's. God, that was earlier than I thought. I always thought that was more like 98. I didn't oh, realize it was like 96. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, she just referenced it, so. Yeah. So this, that, I mean, this would have been, I mean, it was appointment television if you're in the demographic. Oh, I'm telling you, I was like, I had no access to it, but I was like, you better fucking record this. Yeah, this is one of the more bait and switch. I mean, because honestly, like you talk about like syndication and getting X, I mean, like for me, you know, for me. As a uh, voyant young gent around this time, like this show in of itself is competing with the you know the Skinamax and all that. Like if I have access to the stuff, so so they made that tape in '95. Yeah, it got stolen uh, by an electrician electrician who was mad about being fired. They said the safe was missing in January of '96. And then it looks like they started like leaking info about the tape in June. Ninety six. Yeah. All right. But I don't think it. See, I don't think it came out yet, though. Club Love uh, put it on the website. <laughs> Watch what you Google. There. Yeah, like he didn't. They didn't put it out until like October ninety seven. I thought it was later because I remember kind of being like into college when it started being like available or whatever. So it, I think it was a thing in 96 because they, it had been stolen. They were in a lawsuit about releasing it. 
but I don't think it actually like came out until later. And we're off. They said they have thousands of sales a day, every day for months on that. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. It was like the first time really like a celebrity before that was probably what's it called with uh, Jesse Spano. Um, Strip oh, show girl. Showgirls. That was, yeah. Showgirls was probably the closest we got to like a celebrity sex date. Show, showgirls and strip tease, the two uh, <laughs> different movies. Battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So big a nation. Now, see, they should have opened with this probably. I was going to say, I know why it closes because of the big angle at the end, but they could have done the angle at the end anyway and just had the match early. At least start with Ahmed. Well, this doesn't close. We've got a big main event after this. Okay. So that's even more reason to open here. this. What do we get? Four matches? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, four matches. So this one probably isn't that long. No, they're probably like 10 each. Eight to 10 each or whatever, and then a couple angles, and that's it. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> so this is... Yeah, Savio, I and mean, we haven't gotten to that yet, but when, when he turns, it's right after the Rumble, right? Here we go. Gotta get the Ahmed... <laughs> Spot big spot in. He's the the resident high flyer. Crush should have been like four feet in more. Yeah, he reached him. It would be cool if he dove into the crowd, but they probably don't want to risk it. I mean, Ahmed had just come back after what those five months off or whatever, so they probably don't want to take a chance. He gets hurt again. He was really off that long. Yeah, he got hurt. It was uh before SummerSlam. It was July. It was right after international incident. He gets hurt on that taping. And he didn't come. His first match back was. Was it this? Yeah, maybe this. This may be his first match back in action, yeah. On TV. I'll look and see if he had any superstars. Because I don't think we saw him on Raw, really. There you go. Big interview with Clarence Mason. I don't know. I've enjoyed the nation so far on Warzone, like where we're at. Like. I like the big blown out version of it, and yeah, this is his first uh, televised match. All right, so this is kind of a this. This I would open with this. Like I would have hyped it as Ahmed. I made mm-hmm. a stand in our commentary. We're not really listening, but I would hype <laughs> this Ahmed's first in ring match since July. I was going to open the show. Be sure to tune in live at eleven. See Ahmed you're, battle the nation. You're dependent on Vince. Sonny and Todd to get over the magnitude of this. No, leading up to this when they were hyping That's what I'm it saying, though, on that TV. Commentary crew. Right. <laughs> but no, I not on the night. I'm I'm saying on TV. Well, TV how much better you got King. I know. Well, they should have promoted something and said, listen, this is uh Ahmed hasn't wrestled since July. We're gonna open shotgun eleven PM with Ahmed's first match back. But those flying nuns, man. Man, Crusher's so ass. Oh, Crush is rapidly, I mean, rising up my ranks of least favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, he is just no good. I, I think, like, he, if you ask most people that don't, like, deep dive into this, they would probably rank him above, like, Brian Lee. But I'd have Brian Lee, like, oh, light years ahead of him. Easy. Oh, that kick. I become a big Brian Lee guy on all these, like, ECW, he's great. TNA, he's great. WF has been spotty. I mean, I'd say Crush is worse than Brian Clark, just in chronic. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll get to the Raph stuff, but, I mean, Raph, to me, has a good, good many fun things. 
Here's like I think the issue with Crush. Post ninety six, I mean, post ninety three, he's a heel, and he's his offense sucks. So like, he's at his best probably in ninety two when he's just kind of takes a beating, oh, gets Christ. up, and like kills guys. Like, yeah. he's a heel the rest of his career after that. So his his offense doesn't scream like okay, dominate ten minute matches, you know. Yeah, yeah, but those vignettes in ninety two were pretty kick ass. Yeah, and he was a good like the squashes were fine, and like he's over at the. On the body slam challenge or whatever, like <laughs> they leave him off SummerSlam for some reason, and well, well, I guess Yoko squashes him before SummerSlam, but I don't know. Like, well, those I, I think they missed the boat. By, I mean, him and Savage is a fun feud, but I think they missed the boat by turning him when they did. I think that was their chance. It was like as a face to keep him running because they needed faces during that time. So D'Lo drew, drew the DQ. We don't. He's not D'Lo Brown yet, obviously. He's just a guy, but. No, no uh, PG thirteen right out here today. No, they weren't going to bother flying them in for this. <laughs> Who, uh, whose kid was he? Dundee. Yeah, old Dundee. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a better chair shot than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's like he went. Was going to be weak. Kind of pulled away. Well, uh, finally, Goldust and the the Godwins. farmers help him out. I mean, that's that's always one of the things too. It's like, man, like. Ahmed's got to be the most unlikable person in the world because he constantly gets beat up by like no one else. guys and nobody else. Well, he's about to get help soon on on there for us. Yeah. Here we go. This is yeah. A, this is the know, big moment. He's got Marlena's boobs, and then this is like the two big moments that stand out. This is cool. I mean, I'll say this: the one thing about the show is there's multiple memorable moments. Like you get this, you get Marlena. You get the Sisters of Love. Like, it's pretty pretty memorable. Like, most people, I think, remember that they were on this. Sonny announcing the sex tape. Like, they at least made it, like, something you would talk about if you saw it. Like, I remember telling people, like, oh, my God, I saw the shotgun and this and that happened. Yeah, this is, like, really cool. cool. Was this yeah. Cornette's car? Wasn't it something like that? Uh, Cornette's rental car or something? I don't think he mentions that, but... Well, Finkel's was 93 raw with Shawn Michaels. And yeah, they fucked me. That's what I'm thinking of when they fucked up Fink's car. <laughs> <laughs> Got the rider truck. I don't know. Uh, I guess the ring crew. Yeah, that. The ring. yeah. That was, I mean, that's a cool memorable moment right there. Like, oh, I'm yeah. mad with the power bomb of the car. And here we go. We need to turn this up so everybody can hear uh, Todd's introduction here. You got to trust him. Cornette, Midi Vader. Yeah, yeah, Todd's introduction here is the best. So this is the main event? Masquerade yeah. Sagrada versus yes. Mini Vader? Okay. Yes. Oh, God. Poor authority. <laughs> Cornet. <laughs> Say if we see two people making out in front of there like we did. He's going to pee. <laughs> Told you to pee before you left Mexico. It's Mini like, Mini why would he be... Uh, responsible for Mini Vader just because he is well because he's big a big Vader. <laughs> big Vader is like you gotta take. Didn't they be a Mini Cornet? I mean, I don't know. here we go. I like the idea I, they made that they bust them in from Mexico. Oh yeah, I think it's a great touch. There is Todd. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is incredibly racist, but in honor of Masquerade Sagrada, bringing Sunny in the ring to do the yeah. Macarena. No, we're gonna do the mascarita instead of the mascarita. Yeah. yeah, Todd's freestyle here. 
Oh, they're playing the actual Macarena. Yeah, yeah, that's, um... yes. And listen to Todd's lyrics. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Peter. He's no idiot. He's a midget. And his favorite TV show is Gidget. Good lord. He's doing pretty good singing fast. He is a VJ or a DJ. I will say, I mean, that was absurd. I will say <laughs> one of my guilty pleasures is Todd's opening numbers of the Slammies in 96 and 97. I must have watched and listened to those like a million times where he goes, he does like all the classic like TV themes. And he sings about the different wrestlers. I don't know if you've watched those at all or yeah. any of them, but well, Mini Vader just wasted Masquerade. <laughs> that was amazing too. Now, see, I like this. This is like they're throwing this out. It's different. Like, let these guys well, fly around in the bar. Like, this is a good idea. And we know this was right after the Minis match on Nitro too. Right, right. I think that's the twelve. Is that the twelve thirty? Or maybe the twelve twenty three. I'll look that up, but it's it's around this time. They this to me, at least, is like different. I, I think yeah. the big miss was that opener because 12, I'm fine with something Goldust is like screwed up as they as like Sullivan's such a lame ass character. But at least you have this the backland Sunny. I mean Marlena thing, and then Ahmed Crush was fine because you get the power bomb. This I think is different. I think we should have started started hotter with. I think we should start with Ahmed Crush. Then I would have done, I guess, Goldust second. If you want to do a tag or something with Sisters of Love, I guess it's not the Godwins opening the show. Not in a And then close with the midgets, that's fine. I don't know. I'm trying to do without, like, radically rechanging it. But, like, is there anyone besides the Godwins? Like, I don't know, Furnace on the Fawn versus the Sister of Love might have been kind of weird. I guess they didn't really have any other teams. <laughs> The new rockers around still? No, I think they're done. Maybe you just do a different match and the sisters of love just come out and like attack and like do cut a promo or something. Could have done that. Yeah, so on, the, October, on December 30th, 96 Nitro, you had Octagon Cito and Mascarita Sagrada versus Jerry Ito Estrada and Pierre Tita Morgan. So Mascarita Sagrada was on the Nitro and right this before this Sagrada that week Sagrada Jr. Yeah, that's Oh, this is week. a different one. Okay. This is a different one. It's Mascarita Sagrada Jr. who is actually older than Mascarita <laughs> Sagrada. <laughs> nice power bomb by Mini Vader. This has been the match of the night easily. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sonny Siphon her sex tape still. Vince definitely tried to get her back That's to his penthouse done. after this, right? After they left. It's sweet, yeah. Give me a peek. Give me you a think Sean Mines? Like not Cre- not Gandito. He doesn't care about him. <laughs> I think Sean Mines. <laughs> but yeah, we don't have him on. We don't have Sid. This would have been a good format for Sid. Like, oh, yeah. have him come out and be crazy and like oh, yelling yeah. at people in the crowd I mean, or whatever. The actual highest push star here is Ahmed and right. us. So take her in the set. Yeah, they should have had one other star. Like I would have bagged the Sisters of Love or just had them do oh. a uh, vignette and done 
Taker or Austin or one of those guys on this episode. Does anyone want to look up the house show from this night? You have it? I can look it up. Yeah. I'm sure well, it's your It had to be in California, right? So everyone yeah. is probably or there. Texas, right? Yeah, they're in California. Yeah. Yeah, these guys are working good. This has been a great match. They should have done all mini matches. <laughs> the, <show. laughs> the minis around this time, like 1997 is a, a great minis year. Both in Well, they're on. We're going to see them a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're on Raw and pay-per-views and like a lot throughout this year. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that they bring them back in 2006 SmackDown. Super porky. Well, they were really trying to. That's when they were peak, like SmackDown is like the Latino market show, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Cornette is not. Well, they happy. just lost that eight, too. Cornette with his 1920s comedy here. Yes, and this oh, is. Yeah. Uh, well, he's about to get embarrassed here. And then the next day on Superstars is when he gets put they write in him body off. bag by Undertaker. So. Yeah, but Ross on commentary. I mean, in an interesting move, like Ross on commentary on that Superstars actually talks about like him running through the streets of New York City in his underwear. So okay. that, that was so obviously they, they before, get topical. Yeah. yeah. There's my boy Doc. Doc's the man. There you go. MSG, January 25th. So that's the Savio turn. Is this when Taker – oh, that was 96. When does Taker choke Sam, Sean, and Brad? It might be this show, isn't it? So that's uh, – There's I one where he chokes Sam over. Doc Hendricks, the same age I am right now. Right <laughs> oh, I think in, in real life. I'm like, I don't think so. No, no, no. I can't. I'm mean, 37, right? This is a good card. Although this match probably doesn't happen, right? Sean and Mankind? Well, maybe it does. That's a pretty loaded MSG show right there. Taker, Sid, Sean, Mankind, and Brett Vader. Austin Goldust. There you go. I'm in Savio, Farouk, and Crush. That's the turn. So yeah, Doc does not look our age, though. He looks 49. All right, same night. They were in Stockton, so big day. It was probably in the house. Uh, Austin versus Michaels is your main event. Brett versus Vader underneath that. Hang on, one thing. Is it like if they were going for a sexy look with Sonny, like they could have picked a better outfit? Like, I mean, yes. she looks like she's wearing khakis. I know they're like leather pants, but like she's got like a sweater crop top on. Like, I feel like they could have really had her in something a little bit more risque if they're going for this vibe, but that's just me. Like, like put her in a club outfit, you know? Right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Sid Undertaker for the title. Uh, Owen Bulldog versus Mankind Executioner. So that's uh, and then of course Hunter Hurts simply beats Mark Marrow. So there you go. Executioner so pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good house show. All right, let's uh, go through some quick awards, and we'll wrap up here. So, show out of 10 as a show. As a show, not a premiere? Yeah, as a show. Three. Probably four, three and a half, four, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I would say just from the look and variety and from the moment standpoint, I'd probably go four, but, I mean, entering it is bad. Right. But it was an easy walk. I mean, that, that actually kind of flew by, no. I thought. Um, no? I don't First know. 20 minutes, I thought, were... That big... opening match is what killed it. If they clean that match up, we're, it's a little bit better. Like, 
the back really of, from uh from Marlena showing her boobs on it was better all right as a pilot out of 10 four i think it's a better pilot than a show because they're throwing shit at the wall seeing sticks yeah i would i mean in the confines of 1997 wrestling i would give it a pilot probably actually like a five and a half i think it's a little better than average because i think there's a lot there that could resonate it's just the execution needs to be better. I'm going to say six. I mean, like it had me, and yes, it was sold most, mostly on Sunny, but like I would say it had me excited to like have the next one taped or try and figure out a way to watch it because shit happened. It was like Raw is very boring at this time with not a lot going on. This is like we had boobs. We had Sunny promised a sex tape. We had a powerbomb on a car. Like, you know, we had shit going on. It was like whatever. Cornette in his underwear. Cornette in his underwear oh, running through the city. Yeah, the mini mat. I don't know. Just at least it felt like stuff was going on. Um, MVP to me is 100% Bob Backlund. It's not even close. Anonymous. Um, maybe Mini Vader is a second, but Todd. Todd was okay. I, I, I thought Backlund was awesome with the bug eyes, putting the jacket over Sultan, the running around like a nut. Even in the beginning, when he's yelling at the fans, was great. He the show. Yeah. There's uh, a lot LV... of Backlund on this show. Yeah, that's fine with me. He's funny at least. He's a funny old yeah, man. Yeah, but he's not what you want to present. In no, but if if it was if it was juxtaposed more with cool stuff, it's fine. Like if like I'd rather see him being crazy than Cornette during this time period because Cornette feels out of date. Backlund just feels like that your crazy old neighbor that's like rant like some drunk at a bar ranting and raving. Whereas I Cornette I mean, Corn- is doing like a dick from like the forties, like eh, put him up, you know, whatever. It's like Backlund's just being a fucking maniac. Yeah, Cornette was like 34 on this show, which is awesome. He's acting like he's 70. Like he's out there doing like, like fucking Charlie Chaplin silent movie shtick. Um, LVP, I'm going to go Godwins. I thought they were bad in that opener. <laughs> oh, He was, well, he at least stood there and got the jacket put over his head, but yeah, he wasn't good. <laughs> um, I, I might yeah. go Crush. Crush is pretty bad too. Uh, best segment or match? I guess probably the fight outside with the power bomb on the car. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. If we're doing segment, I yeah. would probably just say that. And most uh, uh, maybe maybe Todd's rendition of, of the, the masquerade. That was pretty good too. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, that could be our next thing. Our most January '97 moment. I think it's the Macarena, probably. Or well, that, there's a lot of these. That's, that's one thing they did. Like, yeah, you had Marlena flashing. You had the sex tape. You had the masquerita. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a lot with that. And we even really, because of the quality of the tape, we didn't get to really even see the, uh, um, like, the fans and what they were wearing and different. Like, there's probably some real classic '90s looking stuff. Quality's terrible. Yeah, it was a tough, tough one to watch um, on YouTube. But there may be other versions out there you can check out. Maybe I'll dig out my VHS. It's probably a little bit. Can't throw on this one on the network. Yeah, yeah probably. Not. Uh, all right, so that'll do it here for us. Uh, we got two more in this season, Ryan. So we'll yep. be doing two more premieres, and then we'll go on to our next gimmick for season two. Check out uh, Chad and myself every other Monday on Wrestling Warzone. Going through Monday Night Wars, like we said, we're into late January, early February '97. So we're really getting into now that the hottest section of the wars throughout 97 here be a lot of fun ryan you do a lot of uh, modern day coverage here mainly on youtube uh you do match previews for every premium live event 
you also do some clothes and headlines like shorts around you know current day wrestling what's going on um do a lot of different other little short video hits as well and as well as Cronoso, which is every other week going through the history of dirty pay-per-view and signings mid events and other big tv happenings so you guys are going through the mega powers um that's a lot of fun you have all different voices that work on too so and uh, we're here every other week so be sure to check us out uh, every other monday actually alternates a war zone so there you go a little synergy here tonight uh, if you have suggestions for episodes or seasoned uh, gimmicks let us know we'll put them in the bank and uh, continue to roll on but until then keep the adventure alive we'll talk to you in a couple weeks Macarena, eh, Macarena, ay.